0: What up, homies? Welcome back to the Outkick Bets podcast. This is the second time I'm holler at You guys today are dropping a sports betting podcast in your feed. Uh, you probably noticed that me and the college football homie Grayson Weir connected to talk about the New Year's Eve Six Bowls and the college football playoffs. Please check that out before locking in any of your college football bets. But now. I'm back with a former coworker and uh Homie that we that did a sports betting podcast with me for I don't know, Wild. I think all of 2021 uh the, all of that NFL season, right? Yeah, we bet so much money on the Jaguars. I know. Had we just held the line with our Jaguars, we'd be we'd be rolling in the dough at this point cuz
1: Hey, don't talk to me. I held the line last time I came on this podcast.
0: You were the fraud. Wait a second. That's that was strong. Cowboys.
1: That was the Cowboys. Jags. It was three and a half. We went Oppo on it.
0: Oh, the that's Jags right. looked like me. they were
1: gonna get blown out. They were what? It was like twenty-seven, fourteen in the fourth.
0: Yeah, something like that. Uh, it was a seventeen-point difference in the second half, and the Cowboys had absolutely everything working. I I I've I replayed that that game in my head like 30 times. I don't really know how the Cowboys didn't cover. <laughs> I don't I don't really get it. I'm convinced Dak is bad. I'm convinced he's a bad quarterback. I would definitely take Trevor Lawrence over Dak. I God damn it. You know I love Trevor Lawrence and it it, yeah. it pisses me off that I don't have a lot more money on that guy. A uh,
1: massive nose and those locks.
0: How can you not love Trevor Lawrence? He just looks the part. Yeah. He, he looks like a franchise quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good release, good mobility, nice head on his shoulders, he making some well. plays. Yeah, I for um, sure. I'm a Trevor Lawrence guy. I read something that he a tweet that he had the the biggest single season jump from year one to year two in quarterback rating.
1: I read that, too. Or I saw something like that, too. Like, the only other one that might have contended was Nick Foles or something? Maybe? Yeah. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. But, yeah, I saw something like that.
0: A lot of people sold their stock on Trevor Lawrence. You and I never did. Um, You probably have more we, shares currently than I do, which is a little bit we of a sold,
1: bummer. We sold all of our
0: Urban Meyer stock, though. I did not. I'm sorry. Hey, wait, he, he's I a network all colleague, that- all right? He works for Fox.
1: I bought all that Doug Peterson stock. i um, no hate against Urban. I'm wearing an Ohio State Buckeyes hoodie right now.
0: So you no hate against Urban. You appreciate what he's done for your.
1: I appreciate what Urban's done. It's just he's not an NFL guy. Some people aren't. Yeah. Look at Nathaniel Hackett. Look at Hackett.
0: Just <laughs> not. An NFL. Yeah. He didn't even make it as long as Hackett. I don't think. Not meant for the prime time. Oh man, I really wish it. I wish Urban got another chance. i think he would have figured it out call me crazy i think he would have figured it out
1: don't put him on the broncos he's gonna be the the sean payton's offensive coordinator
0: no i think urban meyer really likes being on tv like
1: you know the random thing that i just thought is how fun would it have been to be in the locker room when dan campbell was the assistant to sean payton that those Saints teams must have been a hell of a time.
0: Yeah, and they were putting money on other people's heads. That was kind of cool. Yeah, huh?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think dude, that was Dan Campbell, it has to be, right? Did we have they done investigations into that? They Dan did Campbell a lot of
0: investigations right? into that in fact, Nathan. <laughs> I think he's been completely exonerated. I don't Uh-oh. think well, Yeah, I wouldn't float that conspiracy theory out there. He might have actually been in the NFL at that point and not like as a player and not on the New Orleans Saints coaching staff. It was.
1: He's just. What's his he's face? He's just such a man's man. He's just such a man's man. Oh
0: yeah. 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 I would Huge. do drills for him if he got in my face, <laughs> grabbed me by the face mask. If he was in my apartment right now. I'd be doing some burpees. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and he'd be right there with you, actually. Who was? Okay, hold on. I'm gonna look this up. Bounty Gate. A, this has been a really start. This is, well, all right, so as most of you can probably tell by the episode info, there isn't time codes here because I'm kind of going about this podcast, loosey-goosey, hanging out with Nate Dog, and really just going to shoot the shit. We We both got bets locked and loaded to give you, but we're going to kind of go through the entire slate and maybe we talk about a game for 15 seconds. Maybe we talk about it for 15 minutes. Not sure, but um, we're just kind of, kind of, you know, again, shoot the shit about week seventeen. All right, I was stalling a little bit because I was typing something into Google. Bounty Gate Saints defensive coordinator Greg Williams. That was the guy that I think was the architect of of, of the the Bounty Gate. Uh, apparently, twenty two to twenty seven Saints players were involved. Pretty sure. Sean Payton got suspended for an entire year and Greg Williams got fired. I think that was the outcome of that game. Not sure. I definitely don't think Dan Campbell was on the coaching staff. I, I think he was in the NFL at that point, but how the- why, do, why are we here? <laughs> All right. uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, there's no smooth transition out of this, but let's talk about week 17.
1: Yeah, so my name's Nathan, and I write for Sportsbook Wire. Oh, right. You can follow me at Nathan Beadley B-E-I-G-H-L-E underscore. Since Twitter now has views, I need you to follow me. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I got it. There you go. You got to get your impressions up so you can sell yourself as an influencer. I hear you. I yes. got to get my yep. views up too. But whatever. It's of Elon. You guys, Elon made everyone see that all my Twitter followers are fake. That's true. Yeah, he he made everyone realize that you got a big <laughs> bot following.
1: <laughs> Even though no, because he did away with the bots, right? Yeah, I thought that was. And the thing. now that
0: you don't have bots viewing your shit, or.
1: But I still have followers. Still got like 4,500 followers. They just don't view it. Dude, I got man. them like three years ago. And then now I
0: just don't really tweet. You're killing it on the follower front compared to me. I mean, both of us are well behind um, some significant players in the social media game. But your, your social media dick is three times bigger than mine. And I, <laughs> I tip the cap to you on that might, one. Might be in real life too. You never know. That's... I. I would hope not. Uh, I mean, (laughs) let's talk about week 17. Uh, We're not going to talk about the Thursday night football game, which is the Dallas Cowboys and Tennessee Titans, because we're recording two hours before it, and it could be, and this is saying a lot, it could be the worst Thursday night football game of the season. Entire
1: Um, life savings uh, is going on that Titan spread. What's it, 13 and a half? That's huge.
0: It's plus 14. Didn't they have a crazy spread? Recently? Yes,
1: they had a crazy spread, and I hammered it in week nine, prime time. Was it Thursday night football? It was it was a prime time game against the Chiefs. They were 14-point favorites, and I was like, the Chiefs will win this game, but there's no way the Titans don't cover. And we both agree Mike Vable is one of the best coaches in the league. I don't have any good strong play, but I just feel like 13-and-a-half, even if it's Malik Willis, is a horrible line.
0: I don't think it, it's not even Malik Willis. It's Josh Dobbs. Oh, it's they signed oh, Josh Dobbs off of out of nowhere. I think he was just like he went to Tennessee uh, University. And I think he just like chills and like lives in the neighborhood. And they're just like called I'm like, hey, do you want to play? <laughs> do you want to play professional quarterback this weekend, sir? <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I actually this- have nothing to do. So I would love to play Thursday.
1: This setup is like something you go crazy over. Pregame has 72% of the tickets and 56% of the cash on the Cowboys. It means 28% of the tickets and 44% of the cash are on the Titans. That means the big ballers are on the Titans, which is obvious.
0: I don't know. It feels like just a, a, uh, a system play. You know, like people with a whole bunch of money that bet a bunch of that bet at high volume are like, you know. Primetime home underdog plus 14, we'll take it, whatever. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think there's going to be, like, any huge syndicates giving this play out to customers or or, or or any real, like, major players on the Titans. Then again, maybe I'm wrong. I, I, shit, I'm just talking out of my ass here, if I'm being honest. I, I don't know if we discussed this while we are recording or before we started recording. Maybe you can help me out here. But, but Dak Prescott, I am lukewarm on him I think if I'm being fair he's somewhere in between quarterback 11 and 16 in the league not crazy about laying double digits with him on the road but since Mike McCarthy got the town the Dallas Cowboys coach they do actually perform well as 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 favorites but is that why you're even flirting with the idea of taking the points of the Titans because you're anti-DAC stuff
1: yeah I mean I don't really understand how you can be pro Dak. He's thrown a pick in five straight games. He's thrown two picks in three of his last five. The Titans ranked second in opponents' rushing yards per game's only allowing 80 point one. That's kind of where the Cowboys at least like to play some of their offense with Pollard and Zeke. Um I guess I'm just I'm not sold that Dak is 14 points better than anyone especially a team that's 7 and 8 and I think I I kind of explained this and I'll go deeper into this with my Jacksonville uh Houston take but it's kind of the opposite. Dallas doesn't need this game. Tennessee does. If Tennessee doesn't win this game they're out. They're 7 they're 7 and 8. 9 and 8 can, might get into the playoffs, especially in that division because what the the Jags are what 7 and 8 or 8 and 7 or something. Either way, well, 7 9 and 8 could get into the playoffs and the Dallas is eleven and four, and they don't need it, and they're on the road, um, and they don't have a good rush defense. They're allowing one hundred thirty rushing yards per game.
0: The, if, if
1: you look at those, and then they are. But I don't mean, think Derrick Henry
0: is even playing. <laughs>
1: they already had this game. Um, I don't know if Derrick Henry isn't playing. Maybe I just didn't do my due diligence. But uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think he's, dude. The Tennessee Likely Titans out. do not; they do not need this game. They they don't. It's like oh, the only thing that matters is the so matchup the between the Jaguars out. and and like, it's a play in game essentially for the Jaguars Titans. Whoever wins next week wins the division. So I know you have the Jaguars in your bet slip, and frankly, I'm actually thinking about throwing that into my circa million. Um which has taken a hit in the last few weeks. We'll talk about that before we get into the Sunday games. But, um, I'm thinking about following you and the Jaguars, but just for your notes, just for your understanding, the game doesn't matter for them either. It doesn't matter for either team. So, a look that I'm thinking about, like, I didn't even want to talk about the Thursday game. I might go under. The Thursday games are 7-11 to the under. I don't see... Frankly, how the Titans score. I just saw something like Micah Parsons put down his dog. So he might be very <laughs> I, angry and might take that out of the is, Tennessee Titans.
1: That is the handicap I've been waiting for.
0: <laughs> um and
1: is the I, handicap is the handicap is Micah Parsons put down his dog, so he's gonna have eight sacks.
0: So he's so he's gonna break Josh Dobbs's neck. He's gonna take it out on Josh Dobbs. Yeah. And I mean, Dallas only has Washington next week, but do they even? Aren't they starting to make business decisions? They're pretty locked into the like the I think the five seed, right? I mean, I don't think them. They're definitely not going to fall below the Commanders, below the Lions. They sneak and they're not going to reach the Eagles. So right. So it might just be an off game for them too. They might. They might just like might. Shelve the good plays so to speak
1: i'm not trying to cut you off on your
0: podcast no it's all good i'm not I'm but just you might not nonsense. we might not
1: want to talk about this game anymore
0: <laughs> i think i'm gonna bet on the under <laughs> <laughs> all right um all right oh, so uh, i want to talk about your uh just to hear how you did in week 16 but or week 15 excuse me my week 15 Kind of sucked. I went 3-3 three and three in the podcast. I chickened out and given the Jaguars um, or taken that in my Circa Million. So they were my last team in. I bet them pretty good on Thursday night football. But I ended up going 2-3 and three in the Circa Million. Third straight winning week after four straight winning weeks. I'm still tied for 1,170th, which doesn't sound great. But there's 4,683 people. Six games above 500 definitely not going to make the money. I, I I don't even know if I can make it if I went 10 and 0 here out uh from here on out, but that's where I stand. Um if I can go 8 and 2, 7 and 3 um in the final 2 weeks, I'll, I'll be pretty happy. I'm I'm just playing obviously for personal pride. Um but talk about how you did um in your last outkick bets at parents and and any bets you might have made in, in week 15.
1: So, I forget the one that I missed, but I know I was 3-1-1. One, one. We pushed, what was it? We pushed Titans, Titans minus Chargers. three. Titans Chargers plus three. Yeah. So, what, 27-24 maybe? Um, I, think I know 17, I was
0: 17-14, re- right? Tannehill did the game-winning drive before uh, he blew up his knee and tied at 14-14. Herbert came back down, game-winning field goal.
1: But I do remember because I was pretty proud of that. I just remember I had Jags. I'm pretty sure I had the Browns. As well, those are the only two I think I remember having. But yeah, three, one, and one. So that was a good week for me. And Positive. I know
0: I know you're a working man, but did you did you make any 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 bets last week as well, or were you too busy um, with the, the day job?
1: Shoot, I I don't know what I kind of forget what I did last week. The way that uh, I don't even know if it's legal. The way that I bet is like my brother lives in Philly, so I usually just text him.
0: No, it's legal,
1: totally. My brother wasn't in Philly. Oh, okay. So I didn't, like, go crazy. But 1-1 Ohio, I'm sure you got a promo for them, DraftKings.
0: <laughs> great great transition. I absolutely have a promo for them. Yeah. DraftKings Cincinnati. launching in January 1st. They're a proud sponsor of OutKick Bets. They pretty much keep me employed, so check them out. You get a couple great promotional offers by visiting um, Outkick dot com backslash bet also you can go to drivekings.com backslash outkick ohio to get two hundred dollars in free bets and a shot at a hundred thousand dollar free bet so i know we have clickable links by visiting outkick bets on twitter which is just outkick bets and um, i'm sure you'll find some on outkick.com so check it out um, you're an Ohio guy. I know you're going to be getting in, getting down on the Monday Night Football game, which is by far oh. the best matchup in Week 16. I'm be getting
1: down and dirty with
0: that game. We'll talk about that later, but let's 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 get into the into the um the board here, and I'm just going on the Drive Kings board. So Sunday, uh, one o'clock, Indianapolis Colts getting five and a half points, uh, visiting my New York Giants. Jeff Saturday. It has been a nightmare ever since beating Josh McDaniels in his day, uh, in his first game. That was a thirty-three point choke job that he had against the Vikings it was one of the crazier outcomes in NFL history, and it feels like this team has all but given up. Uh, but I, as a Giants fan, I'm not going to bet this one. I don't think maybe it makes a money line parlay or round robin that I do, just because. The Giants rush defense is so bad, I have a problem laying five and a half with a team that's that weak on one side of the like I don't know, the defensive equation for lack of a better way of putting it. So um officially it's a pass for me. But what are your what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh I just think especially with the the Colts situation at quarterback, I don't know if Matt Ryan will be playing. Um Either way, Nick Foles was in. He didn't look good. Erlinger's not the play. So I think it was kind of the last time I was on this podcast. We said like, hey, or one of the times I've been with you, we were like, hey, the only way you play this is the Giants. I don't see any other way. I wouldn't hate playing the under. The Giants have a good defense. I don't see the Colts scoring. Um, And I I think those are the only ways you can really look at this game. I don't think there's a ton of – There's a ton of love for the over. I don't really see Saquon running over everyone either. So I think it's either the under pass or Giants pass, but those aren't strong plays because I, the Giants have kind of fallen off a little bit lately. So I haven't loved them either.
0: They keep covering though, dude. Uh, The Giants are 11 and four against the spread this year, which I didn't even, I didn't even realize.
1: But they aren't great. They haven't been great straight up lately, have they?
0: Uh yeah, well they lost last week in a game they probably should have won. Uh 27 24 to the Vikings. They outplayed they're the really Vikings one in the stats.
1: In, they're one and five in their last six, even though they're four and five against the spread. Four right. and one
0: against the spread. Oh they're were they one they're one three and one over the last five games, right? One of those losses was an ass whooping to the Eagles, which is crazy. Another was a backdoor cover against the Cowboys, which looked worse, looked better than it was. Jesus, we got dumb trucked by the Lions. We tied the Commanders and, 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 and then beat the Commanders on Sunday Night Football a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point, actually. The Based on the way that the, Cowboys, uh, the Giants are trending, I don't, five and a half seems like too much. And it opened at minus three. So, like we're getting to the party way late, and it's passed through a key number i don't I don't like it um next game, which whew, is another team that's really really uh significantly underperformed expectation. The Denver Broncos are getting twelve and a half points, and they visit the Kansas City chiefs um now an interim head coach. everyone hates Russell Wilson, except apparently Jerry Judy, I guess he defended him and um, in a press conference today, but uh, the Chiefs, the only way I would look at this dude is I would go under um, because this is another situation where, I mean, how jacked up are the Chiefs going to be for this game? We also, we've seen their, their offense take the foot off the gas um, when they don't have much to play for, and they can kind of, they know that they don't, you know, need to turn it on until late at the game late late in the game if if at all. So um I know as a home favorite since the beginning of last season, the Chiefs are seven and eleven to the under. And their defense actually has a a really good like pressure rate, which is kind of surprising. Chris Jones balls out. So um I I would lean towards the under but this is another one we're kind of getting the worst of it um it opened at oh excuse me no opened at forty three and a half and it's up to forty four and a half so money's coming in on according to pregame dot com at least um eighty two percent of the money's on the under where the 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 bets are pretty much split so sharp money on the under you would think um but the line movement is scary what do you what do you got in this game if anything at all
1: I think it's hard to kinda of go on the under only because I mean they scored what? They went for sixty-two the last time they played each other. And I mean a lot of that was due to Patrick Mahomes having turnovers and also being Patrick Mahomes. They were up twenty-seven nothing in the <laughs> second quarter. I don't really know if there's a great chance that the the Broncos really maintain a I don't I, I kind of feel like it could be a similar game where the Chiefs just blow them out and then the Broncos kinda of play from behind. Um, I, I think it's just a bad game in general, but as we were talking in the 20, um, 2021 season, as you get down to the end, you have a lot of these games where it's just like two teams that you don't really know the motivation behind the game because the Chiefs should win and they're going to win, but like how much when they're up 27 to seven or 27, zero, if they, if they let off the gas then the overs cook or then the unders cook. So, um, I guess that would be my only concern is that they do just crush them and then it just
0: turns into a they don't they're not as focused defensively. I will say this: the Chiefs have no reason to not beat the shit out of the Broncos, right? Because they're behind the Bills for the first scene the AFC, but via tiebreaker because Buffalo beat them. Um, there's obviously, obviously, we'll talk about it later, a real chance Cincinnati beats Buffalo at home this week. And the Chiefs could, could jump ahead of Buffalo should that happen. So they might really take it to the Broncos. Um, they might take it to the Broncos. But 12-and-a-half, we we've seen this Chiefs team not cover big numbers over the years. It's It doesn't seem to matter to them to win by margin. So. I'm not gonna bet them. I mean, that's the reason they're
1: 12 and three, and then four, ten and one against the spread. They don't even against teams like the Chargers. They're five and a half point favorites. Won the game, sure. They
0: look like the better team the whole game, but they won by three. So yeah, and um, and to cover the numbers, they're usually laying. Like you, you can't have many mistakes. And if you just have a couple mistakes, you know, the team's gonna. You're not covering a ten point spread. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Next game here, the New Orleans Saints are getting six and a half points, and they visit the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I like the Saints here. They are one of my um, kind of fringe plays down there on the like. They're on like the like the fifth or sixth best team, or one of the one of the teams that could make my top five or be one of the last ones out. I guess best way to put it, but. Uh, the the injury to right tackle Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson is pretty major. Um, I don't have these specific records in front of me, but I know that they are around ten games below five hundred in games that he misses. Um, and they still have a pretty sick offensive line, but the Saints have a have a badass defensive line that's kind of underperformed this year, but. It's a it's a it's an all in game for them, so I expect the pass rush to be pretty good. Um, if Jalen Hurts plays in this game, the New Orleans Saints at least have I think the best middle linebacker in the league and best defensive quarterback to at least to 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 make life difficult for Jalen Hurts if he were to play. If he doesn't play, then I don't know. I know everyone likes the, the, the stash or Minchie or whatever, but like he is a backup for a reason, and laying six and a half points with him is something that I don't think is very wise. Everyone is betting the Eagles and the f- the spread is frozen at six and a half it's even um was open opened at seven at some books, so it's kind of creeping down and yeah, the New Orleans Saints they have a really bad record, but they've been pretty unlucky this year. They're six in net yards per play uh Philly is second um their their pythag win total would have them uh, uh one game better than their current uh position the Saints which would be good enough for first place in the NFC South in fact if they made two or three easy plays against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a couple weeks ago they would be in first dude i have so much money on the New Orleans Saints to make the playoffs and to win that division and the fact that there is isn't even an even an outside chance is just a testament to how terrible that division is. It's it's fucking crazy. Like I can't, I can't believe that I can. Cons- I'm looking at a Saints team that is right now, um, six and nine, second in the division, and feeling like oh this is a this could be a bad beat. <laughs> like this feels like a bad beat, but
1: yeah, uh- I don't know. I just feel like you can't really play the i don't really like playing teams with backups and then be teams that why why are the eagles even playing right now like they they probably don't care they need to win what one of the last two games if not they've already locked it up so yeah i think the only and it goes back to where where's the motivation at like are the are the eagles really going to come out there and like really try to beat up on the saints i I just don't know. I think that factors into it. Like I know that they're all grown men playing football, playing something they get paid millions of dollars for. But I think the motivation is something and the motivation for the coaching staffs to not give out all their best plays. Cause you know, the Cowboys are going to be scouting for the first round of the playoffs. And um, I just think things like that do matter. So it's just, that's just another game I'm staying away from.
0: All right. I, I like the saints. I'm going to take the six and a half. Um, I don't know if it'll be a contest pick, but uh, that's a bet that I'll I'll have in my portfolio uh come week, uh, uh Sunday, excuse me. Next game, the uh, AFC South matchup, the second shittiest division in football. The Jaguars are favored by 4 against the Houston Texans. We already discussed how the Jaguars don't even need this game, but Doug Peterson did say that he's going to have all the starters playing. And I do kind of like the Jaguars in this spot because they're young. They need to win, like, not for playoff seeding or for the AFC South divisional race, but because they're not too far removed from playing bad football, and you can't just be taking weeks off. You need to have momentum going into the, the either final game of the season or into the playoffs and I really like the momentum. I really like how Trevor Lawrence is playing. I like the fact that they lost to Houston earlier this year so they could be motivated for revenge. And if you remember, Nate, the last thing Doug Peterson did before being fired from the Philadelphia Eagles was just mailing in a game for uh, because the the Eagles had nothing to play for, and I think they wanted a better draft position, but the rest of the roster was so embarrassed by that, they ended up firing Doug Peterson. So I think it could work the opposite way, and he's even alluded to such in, the, in press conferences. I know you got something on this game. How are you sizing this one? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. that is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
0: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so
1: many more doors. The show is called
0: The the Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
1: Yeah, and again, I'm going to say it a couple more times probably. I think it goes to some of the motivation factor. I think, like you said, it could be a pick next week for the Jags-Titans. But I think right now the Jags are playing well. And Trevor Lawrence has proven that he's going to be that guy. The Jags, are they've covered three straight games. They're 5-1-1 against the spread over their last seven. And, again, where's Houston's head at? They're 4-6 against the spread over their last ten, 3-4 over their last seven. They're 1-3 against the spread in their last four home games. And um, what Jacksonville can't do, what they're worst at, Houston's not going to exploit. Jacksonville isn't great at defending the pass, but Davis Mills also isn't a superstar quarterback. They rank 25th in uh, passing yards per game, and it's not like uh, Davis Mills is really going to uh, put out – a probably won't put out a spectacular performance. And this number dropped from minus 4.5 to minus 4, so either some people are believing on the Jags or are believing on the Texans or they really think the Jags aren't going to cover it. Either way, I like the Jags minus 4.5 or minus 4 I guess now. When I wrote this up for u s a today it was four and a half, so I like four and a half, I like four better, so
0: well, yeah hell yeah dude um yeah I just i I do think the Texans they got their big win against the Titans, even though you know the Titans were banged up last week, so there could be like a sense of relief maybe they they let their guard down a little bit, especially that win culminating or uh coming on the heels of two back-to-back impressive performances against the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Also, I don't even know how to handicap for this, but you know the Houston organization does not want the Texans to win. Like, they had the the number one overall pick pretty much locked up, and now it's kind of like, whoa, wait a second. If Chicago loses this week, which – um, I am I'm actually on Chicago plus the points and Houston wins in a game that the Jacksonville Jaguars could throw away, like that's not out of the realm of possibility. The Texans all of a sudden, I think, have the number two overall pick in the NFL draft. So I don't know and that's they might- a big
1: deal because you really want your choice between Young and Stroud. You it's kinda like if you either got Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence. You I bet that number one team really is gonna want want their pick.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think you'd be crazy to think that there's two good quarterbacks in almost any draft, right? Yeah, like it's not. I think the the drop off from from Bryce Young to C J Stroud is big, and then the drop off from C J Stroud to Will Levis is like a fucking cliff. So, um, I yeah, I, if anything, I, I lean towards the Jaguars in this one, but I got. I don't have anything I'm willing to go to the window with on yet right now. Uh, Going back to the shit-ass NFC South, the Carolina Panthers are now three-point underdogs visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Pretty sure P.J. Walker, um, former starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, was under center when the Panthers beat the Bucs earlier this year. I think they embarrassed the Bucs. I'm trying to find... um, the the preview on my on my little uh on my computer here, but Carolina beat Buccaneers 21-3. Um they've taken heavy line movement and now you are buying in if you were to bet the, the Carolina Panthers right now, you'd be buying at their absolute market high. Um the look ahead line for this game was the Panthers favored or the Panthers were getting six and a half it's now down to three. Uh, if anything, I take the Bucks there, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you gotta think like the Bucks have looked awful, but at least you get a push at three. And it's funny because I actually had a Panthers future that was over six wins, and I was feeling bad about it all season, and then it voided last week. So uh, it hits if they win. I don't. I don't see. Wait, what it do you mean up, voided? Especially-
0: like you're, you're playing, you're, you're free rolling is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, it might void if they go 0-2, but it was sure. 6 on the dot. um I think the only way to play here is Tampa Bay. If if there's movement towards Carolina, I mean, Tampa Bay's secondary is good enough to keep them at rest. And they're going to Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is it, – it, I, I think it's stupid to say, but at some point, it was just like with Aaron Rodgers, at some point betting on Tom Brady's the sharp play, then, then let me eat it up, I guess. Um, especially since he knows he needs these games. And I think if Tom Brady gets in the playoffs, he knows what he can do. So although we're all going to hate it when they get in with a losing record, Tampa Bay wins this game, and probably by at least three, you would think.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm going to tell you what. One
1: and five on the road.
0: I'm gonna end up on the Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs against the Cowboys. <laughs> like if they make it that far, when the spread's like six and
1: a half, you're like, I'm doing it.
0: Oh, I'm taking I'm taking either the 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 Bucks. Hopefully, I take the Saints in the first round of the playoffs. I'm rooting for the Panthers. I can't even front. Like I I can't bet this game because of all the money I've tied up in the New Orleans Saints futures. <laughs> That I'm just, You're I'm too just invested in
1: the Bucks losing to bet again to bet for them.
0: Yeah, but most of the money's coming on the Panthers. That's scary. Um, the line movement is scary. Uh, Sam Darnold and a must win against Tom Brady is terrifying. <laughs> so, like, there's enough reason to talk me into betting the Buccaneers, and I think it is the sharp side, but I'm not going to get to the window on it. So. Uh, next game, Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. I bet the Bears against the Lions, and I, I picked them earlier this year, and the the Lions somehow beat the Bears. Uh, I think it was 31-30, to 30, not somehow. It was pretty much an epic choke job out of the Chicago Bears. I'm going back to the well with them because I think the Lions – Minus six is just too many points for this team. The most that they've been favored since Dan Campbell has been the coach has been, I think, four and a half earlier this year um, at home against the Seahawks, and I think they lost that game 48-45. to Um, And we saw what the Carolina Panthers' run game did against the Detroit Lions' defense last week, and I think the Chicago Bears could at least duplicate that Um, Khalil Herbert is playing a second game back from the injured reserve. He's one of the better running backs in the league. Justin Fields is an absolute animal and David Montgomery gives like a legitimate three headed rushing monster for the Chicago bears. And yeah, Detroit lions being at home probably in front of a lively crowd in dome, which helps Jared Goff, but i think the fast track could help the chicago bears as well um especially their run game and the uh the detroit lions are getting majority of the bets um majority of the action but i think the line is either it's definitely either frozen or ticking down towards chicago um so i'm going to end up on the chicago bears here um they did again they choked that game away um the first matchup with the Lions. They actually outgained them in yards per play seven to five and a half significantly. They were 0 for 1 on fourth down. They had nine penalties for 86 yards and gave up a defensive touchdown. Um, also, I'm fading the the must-win narrative here, Nate. Everyone's going to be betting the Detroit Lions because it's a must-win, but if they're in a must-win, they must not be that good is kind of the old sports betting <laughs> adage. So. Um, road divisional dogs this year, covering at a sixty-one percent clip as well, twenty-eight and eighteen against the spread. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points with the Bears. Most of the public is gonna be in the Lions. I'm assuming they're gonna be in money line parlays and teaser. So, uh, the books are probably gonna need the Bears to to win outright or definitely cover the number. So that's what I'm on in this game. What, do you have anything in this game?
1: Oh yeah, I'm hitting the under here and the under. i think it goes back
0: to the under oh, under baby. 52 oh baby 52 let's do it you're the under god self proclaimed
1: yeah i'm i'm the under guy and uh so i i would like to note that the last time the bears game went under it was 48 and i even wrote it up you can go by the sports weekly news magazine and you can look at it cuz it was the eagles bears and it ended up being 25-20 and the total was 48 the Bears have gone over an eight of their last nine, but they've done it because they've had a terrible defense. They've only scored 13, 20, 19, 10, and 24 over the last five. Field still has no receivers and no line, so I'm not seeing the Bears getting too much going here. Um, and the Lions, ever since they had their streak, they've kind of cooled off. The Lions have scored under 25 points in their last two weeks and their run defense is marginally better than their pass defense um i i just don't think fields has the weapons here and on the other side the bears have a strength or i wouldn't really call it a strength defensively but their key weakness defensively is allowing the the, the other team to run the ball they allow 151 yards per game on the ground but they only allow they only rank 12th in opponents passing yards per game and that is where detroit is going to look to make their money at um, they don't do a ton of rushing either so I guess given the Bears haven't done well offensively and the Bears have a decent pass defense while the Lions only pass the ball that's where I'm getting this from and like you said too I think the over in this game given both teams are 10 and 5 to the over under this season I think that'll be hit pretty pretty big time and I like the under here
0: Yeah, my brother likes to play Chicago Bears overs. Um, That's, I think, one of his favorite plays this week. So you're fading him. But I do agree with you that a lot of people are going to kind of be on the over because of how terrible Detroit's defense is. But like their offense is pretty good.
1: You told me this in week 15, and your brother would still be up some massive units if he goes on every Bears over. But the week 15 one, when you're like, hey, my brother bets Bears over, that one was under. All I'm
0: saying. Did you give out the under for that game too?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of my
0: best bets. God, you badass. Yeah. You badass. I I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk shit to my point, brother for you.
1: Yeah, they'd covered seven straight overs. Well you can't really, because they're ten and five over under, so they're still slapping.
0: Yeah, what is that? Plus like four and a half units. Not yeah, bad. That's still sick. Yeah. So I'm
1: plus point nine and he's plus four and a
0: half, so No, you got you made a full unit, right?
1: Yeah, 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 but talk about some juice and oh all right i thought you would lay the
0: juice minus 110 i see what you're doing there geez you gotta stop flat flat betting yeah sorry about that that's some beta shit you're you're better than that come on (laughs) all right afc east matchup miami dolphins plus three um do you know how i feel about teddy bridgewater i think you do right
1: I don't think I remember.
0: Oh, I love Teddy Bridgewater. I know
1: your opinion on primetime Kirk Cousins. I know your opinion on, I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence. I
0: don't know your love for Teddy. Love Teddy. So there's just the line went from Dolphins minus two to Dolphins plus three. Bullshit. Bullshit. Teddy Teddy Two Gloves is not five points worse than Tua. I'm sorry, like I was on the Dolphins last week and it was 100% the right side. They outgained Green Bay 8.4 yards per play to 4.6. So their defense showed up. The NFL average is 5.4 yards per play. So Green Bay's offense sucked. Tua, Tua didn't play bad. That like That's not strong enough. Nate, he threw the fucking game away. He threw it away. And if at any point, during his well, during Did you also see the thing
1: where it was like after that hit, like he had like three picks or something? Some or
0: Yeah, Warren like Sharp that. put something out where he was like before the play where he supposedly got concussed, he had one touchdown, two hundred yards, and like fourteen yards per pass. And then afterwards he had like a sub fifty percent completion percentage, three interceptions, and like five yards per pass. And it's just as simple as like if the dude if the dude went to the sideline was like, yo, I'm seeing double of everything. Bring in Teddy. (laughs) They win that game. Like, he should be, A, he should be embarrassed because he keeps getting injured in, like, normal tackles. But he should, like, he let the team down. If he's like, yo, I can't hack. I understand he doesn't want to let the team down by going out, and it's kind of embarrassing to be like, yo, you saw that play where I got tackled normally? Yeah, I hit my head. I'm concussed. Like, that's embarrassing. I feel that. (laughs) But, like, he really screwed the team because, there's no way Teddy Teddy from a from a an arm talent perspective can make all the throws that Tua does. I like Tua. I'm actually been a, a Tua defender, but like with those receivers, with the way they 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 throw to those guys in space, um, I think Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle they're gonna get checkdowns against this Patriots defense, and frankly, that's good enough against a Patriots offense, which is. Terrible. You know, people are, people are saying the Patriots have some, some sort of home field advantage. Did you hear them booing Mac Jones last week and booing the offense? Wait a second. You watched that game. You're a Cincinnati oh, Bengals fan. Let me, I
1: watched that entire game.
0: Let me just talk to you about something. So, I bet under Mac Jones passing yards 210. Do you know how fast? You know how bad of a beat that was. That was complete horseshit for him to go over those passing yards. He literally had a Disney miracle touchdown that had no business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They the, Kendrick Bourne caught a ball. They have footage of him landing out of bounds, and still, was like no, nah, no, nah, he actually caught it. That they had no business. That was a bogus almost cover, right? And and conversely, Miami had a bogus um a bogus non cover bogus loss in my opinion and to me like the Miami defense is underrated they have talent they lost Brian Flores who's a much better defensive mind than their current head coach is a better offensive guy but like they this is the this is the type of game your defense shows up for right you have a backup quarterback you've lost four in a row you're you're falling out of playoff positioning this is a must-win you have a garbage quarterback you're playing against. Like, go out there and shut that dude down. And I think this is where their defense, they played well last week against Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to show up this week. They got a plus EV matchup versus New England's offensive line. Miami's defensive line does, according to Pro Football Focus. Mac Jones has zero game-winning drives, zero fourth-quarter comebacks. He has the second worst QBR in the league. Right? We talked about a second ago how bogus their one touchdown that one touchdown was last week. Even with that one touchdown, he's got nine touchdowns this this year to eight interceptions. Right? Teddy Bridgewater, backup, he has three touchdowns to three interceptions. I, if you ask Bill Belichick, Nate, who would you rather have, Teddy Two Gloves? or Mac Jones, he would drive Mac Jones to Miami and pick up Teddy Bridgewater himself. Like, that's the difference between Miami's backup and New England's starter. And most of the money's coming in on, on, or excuse me, a lot of Sharp actions came in on the Patriots because the Patriots have been making money for Sharps for 20 years, but this is a bizarro Patriots team. During... The Brady and Belichick era, they were always worse or better than their stats. Their stats were always misleading, but they always they pulled out games because, oh, uh, they had Tom Brady, right? This year, they're seventh in net EPA per play and eighth in net yards per play. They're not the eighth fucking best team. No, no way. No way. Like Their stats are misleading this time around. I'm taking the points with the Dolphins, and I feel like, Every sharp, every person that even listens to NFL betting podcasts are going to be on the Patriots and like, nah, no way, this team sucks, dude. They're gonna they're gonna boo their home fans. They're gonna boo Matt Patricia, and I think the Dolphins put it on them.
1: Hey, I'm here for it. I
0: did not have anything on that game, but I I love that listen. Beautiful, Browns Commanders another game. Hey, I Nothing. talked. Nothing. I, I beautiful. I'll go through this quick then. Uh, I talked about this on the college football podcast. No team in 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 professional or college sports has made me more money than the Clemson Tigers. And it started in Deshaun Watson's first year there. I like Derek Carr said about John Cruden, you can hate the sin but love the man. <laughs> you know, Deshaun Watson did some some sketchy shit, but as a football player, this guy's a G. Everyone's selling selling stock on him and and comparing that contract and his production to Russell Wilson which is absolutely outlandish. This guy didn't play football for like a year and a half. It's Russell Wilson's been playing football. Russell Wilson just sucks. Deshaun Watson is is going to come back and I think the the Washington Commanders Nate, starting Carson Wentz, going from Wentz to Heineke, back to Wentz, that's them throwing in the towel. Heineke actually had the second best completion percentage over expectation last week. He was careless with the ball. Carson Wentz is way less accurate. He, had the, he has the third worst QBR this um, this season. And what's Washington's strength? It's their defensive line. Well, what's Cleveland's strength? It's their offensive line. So Cleveland's going to neutralize Washington's strength. There's no, there's absolutely no question who's got more talent. And I actually think Cleveland's defense, while it sucks, is built to play against this Washington team. Like Washington's offense, their running game is actually not very good, not very consistent, but their wide receivers, low key, are nasty. Like Jahan Dotson. Uh, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, they could play a little bit, but Cleveland built its defense to defend Cincy, who's got three strong wide receivers. So I think they're going to be able to match up with Washington and maybe the only other strength is actually their wide receiver core, but it's going to be offset by Carson Wentz's goofy ass being out there and, and maybe miles Garrett can wreak some havoc. I'm just, I'll take the Browns plus the points. I love, Deshaun Watson covers for me. Let's go, baby. Hey. <laughs> Hate the sin. Love I, the man. <laughs> wasn't even
1: going to make a joke there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Browns. Go Browns. Sure. What? Hate the Browns.
0: What? Deshaun There's Watson doesn't team. cover? Is that what you're going to say? I, <laughs> <laughs> he always pulls the towel uh, down? Is that the joke you're going to make?
1: thinking about it, but you know what? I was trying to keep it PG. Yeah. Well,
0: the Fox News Corporation would appreciate that idea. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: you're welcome. You're oh. Welcome. Um... I've nothing on the Cardinals Falcons for what it's worth.
0: I don't either. I would take the points of the Cardinals because both these teams are a goddamn nightmare and I would just <laughs> take plus 3. Yeah, and if you
1: I, I might bet the over. No good reason. Feels like it could be like 27-24 Falcons.
0: If you bet that, Continue. I'm going to bet it with you. Just just to ride <laughs> out, just to be homies. I just it
1: just it just feels like a game where the Cardinals get like I don't know, 17 points, 27, 17. And I'm just also, saying. Like, It feels uh, like some crazy BS game where the overhits.
0: hits. It's a dome, so there's going to be nice playing surface. <laughs> also, like, Arthur Smith is fine, the coach of the uh, Falcons. He's coming back next year. But Cliff Kingsbury's, come on, we know. He might just be in effort mode, like, dude, let's, we're gonna run, we're gonna run hail marys every we're day. Just
1: get, <laughs> like, just, we're just gonna run Trace McSorley into the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, like, we're gonna come up with halfback passes. There's gonna be reverses. Let's just have some fun. Let's try to put up some points. Now, I could see that being like just both teams on effort mode, like whatever, like, like you fourth and twenty on our twenty
1: in the first quarter. Yeah, let's go for it.
0: Yeah, fake punt, fake <laughs> let's. It's direct snap to the to the down man. He's going to try to run for a fourth and 20, like Friday Night Lights. All right, now first 4 o'clock game, the 49ers versus the Raiders. The only thing that I have here is just a rant. Josh McDaniels, Josh, what Josh McDaniels is doing is absolutely disgraceful. If I was the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, I would make him sit in McCarran Airport in Vegas and fly southwest until they got their shit together. You sit there in that airport. You're never coaching. You're never coaching the Raiders again. I'm not. I'm usually like, I think coaches get too much criticism and really it goes on the players. Derek Carr has made a ton of mistakes this year and has deserved deserves criticism. This team was a playoff team last year with... Two different head coaches, their deep threat committed vehicular homicide, and their offensive line was a goddamn nightmare. And they also, if you remember, as a Bengals fan, they got it to goal to go in the final. They were
1: an interception away from beating us at home, from beating the Super Bowl-making Bengals at home.
0: They threw the ball into the end zone as time expired from 10 yards out, and they could have tied that game. Like, they were a good team last year. This guy inherited a playoff team, got Devontae Adams, who came from Green Bay to Las Vegas to play with Derek Carr. I don't I don't know how this is possible. This to me, as like a Giants fan, this this feels like when Ben McAdoo benched Eli Manning, and then the next week they fired, they fired Ben McAdoo. Like I understand Derek Carr isn't isn't in the same conversation as Elon Manning because he's never won the Super Bowls, but he's been a legitimately like very good Raiders quarterback over his career. And for him to be treated like this is, is fucking outrageous to me. It, 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 it blows my mind. Um, and on top of it, it's like they, they sent him home for the final two weeks. They don't want him to be on the bench because it could be a distraction. What, what a, a crock of horse shit that is. That's crazy to me. Back to the game, though. Niners laying nine and a half. I'm not laying nine and a half on the road with a rookie quarterback, especially in Vegas, New Year's Day. Like, what are they going to be doing New Year's Eve? What are they going to be doing? <laughs> they're just going to be chilling. They're going to be watching game film. I don't know. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that, Nate. I don't believe. <clears throat> I don't believe they're going to be chilling, watching game film, New Year's Eve in Vegas. It, it would be best if they flew in the morning of instead, honestly. But
1: I kind of, honestly, I kind of like San Fran here, and I don't have anything other than I think they might beat the absolute mess off of them, thirty-seven-zero.
0: What I might do is I might just do under-team total Raiders. Who's their starting quarterback? Yeah. I'm, spa- I'm spacing out. Oh, Jared Stidham. Oh, Stidham. He's going to get murdered. He's going to get murdered. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but dude, you know the team total is going to be like nine and a
0: half. Hold on. all will t- got to be something crazy.
1: Well, if this total is 42, but the 49ers have been going crazy lately. So if this total is 42, it probably is like 13
0: and a half. 15 and a half. Juice on the over. <sighs> I
1: think they get 17. No chance.
0: The only no the only chance. argument is the New Year's Eve thing, because Jared Stidham isn't moving the ball on that defense. If that defense wants to and play, Devontae it's Adams over. Devontae Adams
1: is not going to try. Did you hear what Devontae Adams said? He's, he's like, pissed. Yeah, we're all pretty disappointed. Like, dude, they spent time together in
0: college, right? Like, yeah, dude, they're they're like best friends. I think they were at like, in like, each dude, other's wedding. One
1: of wedding. the only reasons. One of the only reasons I wanted to come to Vegas is for um. It's for Derek Carr, and now you just benched him and set him home. That's disgraceful. Devontae Adams is not gonna try, even if he plays. He's probably gonna purposefully fumble.
0: I mean, he's more than likely gonna force his way out of the out of Vegas this this offseason, right?
1: Your guess is as good as mine,
0: but I mean, what is uh, like do you think he wants to play for with Jared Stidham?
1: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea.
0: Yeah. I guess this is all conjecture. Um, I don't have a play in this game. Next game, Jets at the Seahawks, and I'm so effing close to taking the Seahawks plus the points. I don't get the betting splits, and not only pregame but Veasan also says most of the money's on the Seahawks. I listen to a bunch of sports betting podcasts. I haven't heard anyone say they're going to bet the Seahawks. So is it really just suckers thinking about it? Because like, yeah, Mike Mike White is better than Zach Wilson. No argument. No argument. Mike White on the road in his career is 0-4. He has a 59% completion percentage, two touchdowns, four interceptions, 71.4 quarterback rating. He throws 100 less yards per game on the road compared to at home. This offensive line is trash. Garrett Wilson's a beast, but at least Seattle has a good cornerback, Tariq Woolen, to throw at him, right? They're in a must-win situation. Their season's probably over, but, like, you could say the same about the Jets. I don't know. I am a Pete Carroll stan, but, like, it's hard to not take the money or take the points here at the Seahawks. What do you got in this game?
1: Uh, I'm going to play the under. So, as you said, under so. guy coming in strong. Um. This. The Seahawks started off strong, and they were a pretty good team for most of the year offensively with Geno Smith seemed like he was being resurrected. But recently, 10-13-24, the unders gone two straight. The Jets have a similar story. I don't think they're going to move the ball. 3-17-12-22. Like you said, Mike White hasn't played well on the road. Um, they've gone under in three straight and seven of their last ten, which they have had White for some of those. Um, also, what – so a lot of times, I think one of the ways that I've started trying to bet is like trying to find strength on weakness matchups. And so what Seattle's worst at, they rank thirty first in opponents rushing yards per game. So they can't stop the run. The Jets aren't aren't going to do anything about. The Jets don't have Breeze Hall anymore, or he got hurt. So I mean Michael Carter's not going to put up a ton of yards on you. He, they rank they have average one hundred and four point nine yards per game, and then. New York also has a solid defense. I mean, they invested in it this season, drafted two two players in the first round to add to their defense. So um, when you look at it, I mean, Sauce Gardner has been one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Maybe Lockett's getting a bit older. You put him on DK Metcalf, and hopefully he's able to uh, hold his own. I think I think the under 43 is a pretty good play here. Under 42 and a half, I guess, now, but it was 43 when I had it down.
0: Um. Yeah, I like your underlook. look. Um, I feel like I haven't given you enough pushback on your bets, but I don't. I can't really find a reason to push back on this one, if I'm being honest, because of the Mike White home road splits that I just talked about. I think. Yeah, you just leaned into it. Yeah, I think like Geno Smith is he's coming back down to earth, right? And I also don't think they're gonna have Tyler Lockett. Um, this game and I'm I kind of spaced out. I was looking for something on my computer. I'm sure you talked about how nasty the Jets' defense is. You know it is nasty. So yeah,
1: two, adding two first round picks. Gardner's been awesome. They got Metcalf. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: and I don't think they move Metcalf on the line much. So I think it is going to be pretty much Sauce versus Metcalf. And despite him being a rookie, I I'll take Sauce in that matchup. So I'm kind of talking myself out of the Seahawks. Honestly, like. I'm teasing the Seahawks. I'm teasing the Browns. I'm teasing the Dolphins. Um, so he
1: doesn't love their line straight up.
0: No, 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 but I I I'm locking in the Dolphins as a pick. I'm locking in the Browns as a pick. But to me, those 3 and the Steelers are just like lock teaser plays. Like you you almost like it should be, it sh- you, if you bet NFL regularly, you should be contractually obligated to tease at least two of those games. Like, yeah, I don't see how you can't do it. So, I might end up as a teaser. It's either Seahawks plus the points or nothing for me. Next, the AFC North matchup, which the schedule makers, uh, a- a- NFC North matchup between the Vikings and the Packers, Packers favored three and a half. Schedule makers thought this was going to be a much more important game than it than it turned out being, Um, and the reasons for it are kind of opposite. I think if anyone projected one of these teams to suck and the other team to be really good, they would have thought the Packers would be good and the Vikings would suck. But um, you could argue Vikings don't have much to play for. That's the only reason I'm not on the Vikings here, especially at plus three and a half, because they can actually watch the Eagles game, Nate, and if the Eagles win, they lock up the first seed, and that just just dings Minnesota's motivation a little bit. They could still play for the two seed with the 49ers. They're probably assuming the 49ers are going to beat the shit out of the Raiders because why wouldn't they? So I I can see the Vikings just not caring that much about that game. Had they put this in the 1 o'clock slot, I would actually be on the Vikings here just because like I hate Kirk Cousins. You, you know this. The guy's leading the league in fourth-quarter comebacks and game-winning drives, right? It's obviously fluky. They're not as good as... Their numbers are way worse than their record, um, and they're probably going to be a quick out in the playoffs. But this Packers team sucks. It sucks. They've gotten lucky recently, and I totally want to fade them after that performance last week, which is just all dumb luck. And I do think there's an... Going back to... a back to the motivation thing and doing an about face on it. I think there is a chance that the Minnesota Vikings want to put a bow on this regular season, but you know what? Let's beat the shit out of the Packers and Lambeau. How about we do that? How about F this team? We're going to slay the dragon. We're going to rip their heart out in front of their home fans and show it to them and just show them Aaron Rodgers.
1: If you're real, it got dark real quick there.
0: I don't think it's dark. I think it's beautiful. It's football. It's fucking football <laughs> in the winter, baby.
1: Um, yes i don't I passed my I don't f-bomb
0: know. quota someone's gonna uncle rupert's gonna be mad at me
1: i didn't come prepared for this game i don't i don't really care about it
0: <laughs> fair enough go out to my my hood <laughs>
1: i'm sorry that one's that one's all i had that one's all i had it's all good mind. i I, I, I sucked the air out of the room like, I, I didn't see any i didn't see any value there like i
0: gun to your head who would you I, bet here i
1: don't know if I just look at it, you're going to bet the Vikings. I feel like everyone's going to be on the Vikings, and it's like everyone will be on Green Bay. So if we're being honest, I <laughs> when I have no idea what the hell I'm going to bet, I just bet the under.
0: Right. Self-proclaimed under God. You uh, really
1: think 47.5 is going to hit if the Vikings don't care?
0: Right. No, that's a good point. Yeah, no, that's a good point. The, Aaron the,
1: Rodgers has been trash all season, and they usually just run the
0: ball. The bets are split. More money's in the Packers. So the the, think Zedaria are...
1: Smith still
0: has something to – you think he's still pissed off? I don't know. I don't really know much about that guy, to be honest, so I'm not going to – we we didn't mention Justin Jefferson, but we mentioned Zedaria Smith. This is, this handicap's going <laughs> off the rails here.
1: Zedaria Smith has 10 sacks, and he had two seasons yeah. with 12 and a half in Green Bay.
0: Justin
1: just saying, Jefferson looks like off.
0: fucking Jerry Rice, and we're talking about Zedaria Smith. <laughs> I'm just know. saying it's as in, it's a Darius Smith revenge game, and the Green Bay Packers secondary is pretty sick. I'm pretty sure Justin Jefferson put up 200 yards against him in Week One, so I don't know if it even matters who's out there for the Packers. If if the Viking, if someone could tell me the Vikings are motivated, I would I would be firing on this game. F- I, this this Packers team is bullshit. Anyways, we'll come out to my neck of the woods. Uh, the Chargers hosting the L.A. Rams. <laughs> the Rams put a 50-burger up on the Denver Broncos. Chargers clinched the playoffs last week by just beating a terrible Indianapolis Colts team. They couldn't get back Joey Bosa. I'm actually high in the Chargers, um, but six-and-a-half-point favorites. This is just not the time to bet the Chargers in this spot. Um I do like a little bit of the momentum of the Rams, but I also partially – a lot of me thinks that just Denver just kind of gave up last week. I, that, that's I more think everyone knows that. Yeah, I think
1: everyone knows the Broncos are just that bad more than the Rams are that good. Right. Also, do we think the Outkick Bets podcast can get Derwin
0: James suspended for this game? Because that was disgusting. We would not get Derwin James suspended for this game. I do not think that was disgusting. If anything, that Nick Foles should be suspended natural. for, for – Throwing that kid into traffic, Wait, we should
1: talk about that. Are you one of those fans? Are you one of those like, dude, to think it's usually on the quarterback? Like,
0: where, uh, absolutely. Where, did you see that? Did you see that hit and was like, Screw you, Nick Foles? I, dude, I'm as old, sc- I'm still old school. I see those hits and I get up and I like do a little dance. Like, I saw, like, oh yeah, that's what I tune in yeah, for. Yeah, I
1: saw that when I saw that on my TV. I was like,
0: I love that- it. Like, it's football, baby. You don't want to play like. You know what two words don't belong in the same sentence, Nate? That's safety and football. You want safety? Don't play football, all right? that's It's as simple as that. Like, Derwin James went out there and did his job, Lee, the lumber. Hopefully that kid gets back out there. He might not. <laughs> Derwin James might have ended his career. It sucks. It sucks. But Nick Foles hung him out to dry. He did. It wasn't as egregious as some of them where they throw they airball, airmail the ball over the middle of the field. The guy jumps and gets crushed. Like, it, it wasn't that bad, but like, he led the kid right into Derwin James's kill path. Like, he did. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like,
1: yeah, it was not great. If, if Derwin and that James. Said, I don't have anything on this game. I think six and a half a half's huge and I'm not playing it, but. Also, yeah.
0: Chargers' motivation, very, very questionable. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Where is it? They could. Well, they could jump the Ravens, I think I think they could jump the Ravens and they get Jacksonville. they don't get um Cincinnati, so oh, yeah, that's nice they don't want us you don't want us in the playoffs, dog, but like I like i and I like Justin Herbert, but we just haven't seen enough explosiveness out of him for me to feel comfortable laying six and a half. Um, next game, game I one hundred percent gonna have money in. Uh, probably my best bet of the week: Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half, visiting the Baltimore Ravens. a hey, give me the Steelers. Give me the Steelers. I'll, um, so this is like a wise guys, wise guy trend that is getting more and more popular. But since two thousand and twelve. The underdog of at least two and a half points or more in the Steelers Ravens is 13 2 2 against the spread. The bottom line is, the Steelers Ravens games are rock fights. They're slug matches. And you just take the points. You just do it. And it just, it just cashes. That's, that's kind of how it goes. Now, I, I'm actually a Kenny Pickett guy. I feel like most people. If there are other Kenny Pickett guys, they're in the closet. They don't want to admit You're that. You're
1: a few. You're a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah.
0: not as much as Trevor Lawrence, but I'm holding Kenny Pickett. He's
1: got small hands. Uh,
0: he throws a good ball. All right. I think I'm a fellow small hands guy, so I empathize with him. I throw a good ball. <laughs> Kenny Pickett throws a good ball. I mean, did his hands oh look God. small when he rocketed that game winning touchdown into George Pickens last week? I don't think they did. I think his hands looked fine. Um. <laughs> And like the perfectly sized one could say, the Steelers' offensive line was terrible last year. It's pretty good this year. Najee Harris is a legit starting running back. Their wide receivers are above average. Pat Friermuth, Friermuth, if I'm pronouncing it right, is is a good tight end. And Tyler Huntley is a backup for a reason. And people think like there's not a huge drop off between him and Lamar Jackson. Bullshit. Um, since Huntley's first appearance in week 13, the the Ravens haven't scored more than 17 points. The Ravens this year are 1-5-1 and one against the spread at home. Pittsburgh's 5-3 against the spread on the road. Um, they covered earlier this year a you 16-14 know, loss against Baltimore when they were starting Tyler Huntley. Pittsburgh's defense is trending up now that TJ Watt's back in the lineup. They have... Sick playmakers all over the field on defense between Mike Minka Fitzpatrick, Alex Highsmith, Cameron Hayward, and TJ TJ Watt. I know both defenses are going to show up, so I'm just going to take the points here.
1: Yeah, I don't know. My brother, his wife's entire family. I was spending Christmas with them. They're all Steelers fans from pittsburgh it's the worst thing being from cincinnati having to deal with them that said they do talk about it a lot and i don't know i actually am trying to fact check it i don't know if it's true but my brother told me something that like the steelers players are trying to play to for mike tomlin's 15 straight seasons of not having a sub 500 record and they do it if they win these last two games which is crazy i have no idea if that's true but if there's any – it's just like if there's any extra motivation and the Steelers have a sick, nasty defense, then why not? And it's it's Huntley, so whatever. I don't have a play on it, but I feel you.
0: No, we're okay. We're rowing the same boat – or the boats are rowing in the same direction here, I think, but I'm just a little more confident. So I'll take the uh, the Steelers. Final game here to discuss the your Cincinnati Bengals. Hosting the Buffalo Bills, the number one power ranked team in the league, which is the only explanation for the Bills being one point favorites in Cincinnati against the Bengals. The other explanation, I know you know this. Joe Burrow sucks in Monday Night Football. I don't really get that. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me.
1: But I mean, how many Monday Night Footballs has he, how many how many games has he played? They they lost to the Browns. I mean,
0: I think they got I think it was like four, the four he, oh, or three He always me.
1: gets bodied by the Browns, and then in other years it's like this. The, The team's different. We're different.
0: Hey, I'm a Cincinnati. I'm a I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Um, I think they are legitimately with Kansas City and Buffalo in terms of like the favorites in the AFC. I think they match up. They obviously match up well with KC. I actually give Buffalo the edge in the matchup, but I wouldn't make them a a road favorite. But I think Kansas City beats Buffalo. They almost like human centipede each other. So, what do you got (laughs) in this game, though? You're going with the home team, right?
1: Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals. I actually usually don't play the Bengals, which has been crazy because they're 12 and 3 against the spread this season. And I think the other thing, the other point that you made is just true. It was Buffalo versus someone last week or week 15. You're just like, hey, it doesn't matter who Buffalo's playing. I don't care who Buffalo's playing. Buffalo's going to be a – oh, it's Buffalo-Miami. You're like, I don't care. Uh, Miami, Miami's not getting more money. Like, Buffalo's going to get more money. It doesn't matter what the spread is. So, like, they can be – they can come to Paycor Stadium and be favorites. I mean, the Bengals are five – and all, all the numbers the, – the Bengals have just been great at covering the season. Five and one against the spread at home. Nine and one when coming off a win. What have has Buffalo not been able to do this season? Buffalo, Micah Hyde hasn't been healthy. Buffalo hasn't been able to stop the pass. They rank 15th in opposing passing yards per game, which doesn't sound that bad. But for a Buffalo defense that is supposed to be one of the best in the league and have one of the best secondaries in the league, the absence of Von Miller, the absence of Micah Hyde, that's gonna be impactful. And then you have Joe Burrow on the other side. Um I just I think they cover. Buffalo's three and six against the spread over the last nine games. I actually uh I put this down at one point five. That's what I gave it to USA Today for. Um and I I think it's a good play. I think Cincinnati's gonna be hyped for that game. And uh I think uh history shows that uh we've been good against the spread this season.
0: Yeah, what are you guys twenty out of the last twenty-three against the spread? It it's something that's what crazy. It is. It's it either like that 22. or twenty one out of twenty four or something like I, that.
1: I think it's twenty two of twenty five.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that is insane. Like if you bet a hundred dollars on the Bengals over the last like since we started the playoffs last year, you would be up like a
0: grand. Uh, Just I, the Bengals, it would be seventeen hundred, right? Sixteen yeah. hundred. Yeah, that's insane. Pretty but, sick ROI. I'll take them here.
1: And like you were saying in week 15, bills are always going to have more money. So it should be kind of a sharp play too, if you even want to call it that.
0: Yeah. I mean, people are going to talk themselves into betting the bills. They are like, regardless, like we, yeah, like everything you just said. And what I said earlier holds true in this spot. The other thing is like the bills won by double digits against the bears. Last week, I was on the bears, but Josh Allen tried to throw them back into the game. The the Bears. Like he he keeps making mistakes. And just the Bears yeah, been- were so shitty they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't exploit those mistakes or couldn't couldn't um yeah, couldn't make Bills pay for turning the ball over. But the, the Bengals certainly would, you would think. You would think.
1: And it's weird because a lot of the games I've watched of his, he's been turnover prone. I mean, it feels very unlike josh allen because in his last nine games he's had four multi-interception games which joe burrow and the Bengals can't really talk about turnovers but that's how they that's how they came back against the bucks is they were able to create turnovers so
0: um yeah i think I, that sets them I, up well yeah and i also yeah i think like i, I kind of comp josh allen obviously not from a physical perspective but to like the 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 peyton manning teams where it's like If you shut down Peyton Manning, you take away his passing ability. Like, are they really going to win? I guess Buffalo's defense is good. It's really good on paper. But, like, to me, the Bills need Josh Allen to be at an MVP level. And if he's anything less, they're not very good. Whereas Cincinnati still has enough talent and depth where they could make up for a subpar Joe Burrow performance. Um, if it got up to one and a half, this is definitely a teaser play for me. And I'm I, I'm going to, uh, but I will ride with you here. I, I, it's bangles or nothing for me. And I, I'll probably end up giving out the bangles on outkick.com uh, come Monday morning. So we'd love to hear. All right, Boone man. Day. Where can people find you?
1: Sportsbook Wire is where I do most of my uh, handicap and otherwise uh, Nathan, un- nathan b-e-i-g-h-l-e underscore on twitter um other than that appreciate you having me on per usual uh always love coming on just chilling
0: chatting doing some research yeah um hopefully we can get you in for the playoffs here we'll talk about that obviously is um uh when the playoffs start or before they start but yeah um please subscribe rate and review anywhere uh podcasts live you'll obviously see how kick bets and me jeff clark um every every review helps us climb the sports betting podcast charts so show me some love please um whether you fade or follow me on these podcasts hopefully i'm, I'm making you sharper just with the, the conversation itself but um until next time peace